Well, good morning, church family. If you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Philippians 2. Philippians 2, starting at verse 12. Philippians 2, verse 12. Uh, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is the God who works in you, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as a light in this world, holding fast to the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as I drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Could we stand and pray? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Allow us to be light bearers in this dark and fallen world. Give us the strength, guide us, protect us. We love you, Lord, and we rejoice in you. Please bless the service. In Jesus' name, amen. a wonderful prayer to pray. Lead me to those around me to show them your love. That's what this is all about. It's what this relationship with him is all about. It's about showing the world around us, the lost and dying world, showing them Jesus. And everywhere that we go, everybody that we meet, everything that we do, we have an opportunity to be light. To be, to be the physical body of Jesus wherever we go. Now some of those times, <clears throat> sometimes it actually means going. Last week we sent a team and this morning they're in the middle of their service, their very first service in New Richmond. Hallelujah. And they, they went. They, they had to leave and that's hard you know it's you know I mean it's it's bittersweet you know it's sweet but it's it's also hard to say goodbye to to people that we love and like to see around every day but they're not gone they're just doing the next thing amen next thing that God's leading them to do and this morning we're gonna celebrate some more that are that are gonna be uh, moving on to the next thing so if you want to grab a seat real quick I've just been hearing all week about all these young adults, all these young young people who are going off to college this week. I keep hearing this is their last Sunday, and this one's their last Sunday, and I'm like, my goodness, it's going to be empty next week with, uh, with all these young people heading out. But So I just had it on my heart to pray for them. How does that sound? Does it sound good to, to pray for them, lift them up? So anyone who is uh, headed off to college, you're going to be heading off to college or uh, the, the, the next thing, and you're leaving, you know, in the next few weeks, don't, you know, I mean, if you're not leaving for three weeks, don't say, well, that's not me, because I'm not doing this again. We're not praying for you again. <laughs> but if, uh, but those who are, are, are going to be heading off to college this fall, why don't you guys come on up? Come on up, and uh, we're, we want to pray for you. And uh, just, uh, yeah, let's give them a big round. There we come. Awesome. And here's the thing, I never I didn't even tell them I was going to pray for them, but I, even this next part's even more so. I want them to share where they're going. Does that sound good? Can, can you share? Do you want to start? Yeah, you look like you can do it. All right, here we go. So just, just share your name and then where you're going to, where you're going to be going to school. Um, I'm Che, and I'm going to be going to Crown College. I'm Beth, and I'm also going to Crown College. Yay! I'm Isaac, and I'm going to Iowa State. 
My name is Perry. I'm going to the University of Northwestern St. Paul. My name's Jordan. I'm uh, going to Tulsa, Oklahoma to Rama Bible College. I'm Jaden, and I'm also going to the University of Northwestern St. Paul. And, and I'm Kyrus. I'm going to University of Wisconsin Stout. Yay! That's, that's my alma mater. Hallelujah. Anybody else? So is, I know... Uh, uh, Tom, Tommy is, is already gone. He's already up there. So Tommy Ham is also up at Crown College. Anybody else that we're missing that's maybe not here today that we could, could lift up and pray for? Oh, Zoe's going to the UW River Falls? Wow, very cool. Zoe's going to River Falls. So let's pray for them. If you're a parent or somebody who actually cares about these guys, uh, well, I'll stay right here because your parents are still traveling. So, I'll, but if you're a parent or so, just come on up real quick, gather around them, and we're gonna we're gonna pray for these guys. I just had it on my heart to pray for them, pray for their parents, their families, but also to pray for the cool, the school that they're going to. You know, yeah. pray for them with these guys uh, coming in, and uh, this is exciting. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Father, I do thank you so much for these young people who are taking this next step, and some are going far and some are going near, but Lord, they're still going. You're, they're following your voice, hearing the, the voice of the Lord, just telling them what to do next and what steps to take, and we thank you that they're being obedient to you. And Father, we, they don't go by themselves. We want them to know today that they're not going by themselves, <clears throat> but that they're going with people around them who love them and are praying for them. And so, Father, this morning we, we send these folks into the next stage, into the next part, into the next, into this mission field of these colleges. Father, we thank you that everything they have need of, that they're amply supplied. They're, they're more than supplied for. They're protected. They're watched over. They're kept safe. And Father, that they'll have opportunities to be light. Everywhere that they go, every one of these young people are, 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 are love you and, and have a, a heart for you and that they will be light in a very dark place. Uh, thank you, Father, for all these opportunities, and we pray for them. We pray for their families, Father. We pray for mom and dad, if it's the first or the last, however it works. Father, we pray for them. We pray for any empty nest syndrome. I know how that works. Father, just pray for any, any feelings of loss, but it's not, Lord. It's actually gain. That they raised quality young people, young men and women of God, who are ready to step out on their own and touch the world. Father, we love them. We thank you for them. And Lord, we do pray for the schools they're going to, for opportunities, open doors of opportunities. For them to be light wherever they are, whether it's with their roommate or friends or in a class, give them the strength, courage, and wisdom to be light where they go. In Jesus' name, amen. The other reason I wanted them to come up and actually for you to see them is, is if you uh, just, you know, at some point in time the Lord leads you to pray, there's a reason. If you see their face, if you think of them, I want you to, yeah, I want you to pray for them. Amen? Amen. Give them a big round of applause. Hallelujah. Very cool. Very fun. Well, also, we have uh, two very important, very uh, uh, loved uh, members. They're members of this church. I'm just going to say it right now. They've, they've been here long enough. But uh, we've had interns here. Brian and, and Justin have been here all summer uh, from Karis University in, in uh, uh, Woodland Park, Colorado. And they have been interning with us, and they have become a valuable part of this ministry and what God's doing. And so, this is going to be their last Sunday, so I've asked them, and we'd, we'd, like, we'd like to pray for them. Amen? So why don't you guys come on up, give them a big warm welcome, big round of applause. And... Uh, 
Uh, Justin will actually be heading back on Saturday. He has to be back for his job back in uh, Colorado. Brian's going to be here another week, but next week you're going to be at the official opening of of Impact, and so he's going to be. This is they're both so both of their last Sunday. So I'm going to just have them share a little bit. I just told them if whatever's on their heart, to, if they wanted to say goodbye or good riddance or however they wanted to say it. Uh, <laughs> just make sure you're on hey you guys so when i was thinking about this on the way here i was like man the the problem with this is twofold uh, i i don't know where to begin and i wouldn't know where to end um it's just been such a huge blessing um you guys this whole body and i was just thinking about it there's just such a beautiful spirit of unity here um this is just such a healthy church and a healthy organization and um, I learned from PK, Pastor Karen, who's not with us this Sunday, last week, that unity is not a magic pill, that um, it takes a commitment to walking in love, and you guys just walk the walk. Um, try not to get too emotional here, but um, we've just felt so welcomed and so blessed, and whatever I've given, I've received more than a hundredfold back from you guys, so um, our hearts are here forever, and it's it's my plan to be back here in eight months um, after next year, but because um, you, you guys just there's such a spirit of unity and such a draw here, so I just thank you guys for everything that um, that you've done for us and allowed us to be a part of. Man, well, I don't even know where to begin. You guys all have been such a blessing. Like just looking in the in the crowds, man. I see all these faces that I, I recognize now. When I first came in here, I didn't know a person except Pastor John from Zoom. But, you know, now I'm like, man, I was asking, like, why did you bring me here, God, to break my heart, you know? Because then I literally fell in love with all of you guys. I fell in love with St. Paul and all the other churches. But, man, I, it's been such a blessing to be here. I can't even just, man, I need... I can't even write down everything I've learned. I just see starting, I'm seeing stuff come out of me that I don't know where it's coming from, but it's just being in this proximity of all of you guys, of your love, of your leadership, of how you guys do work together in unity. So I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys that have poured into us, have given us love, have just fellowshiped with us. It's been such a blessing. And man, it's heartbreaking to leave, but I know this won't be, this isn't a goodbye forever. I feel that in my heart, and I know I'll see you guys again. And I want to say thank you to Pastor John for opening up this door, you know. <laughs> I tried to run away at first, but man, now I see why God brought me here. And I'm glad that he was persistent on not just letting me run away by having those Zoom calls before I came. But he's been a blessing, and this is a mighty man of God that, man, just from sitting in his presence, I've learned so much. And that's just the anointing on his life. He's so humble. He's so meek. And, man, I just can't thank you enough, Pastor John. So they started in the beginning of June, and they started out by the first month was just basically shadowing me, shadowing the other pastors, meeting them, traveling around the valley, went to each of the churches, uh, were a part of the services uh, there, and that first month was just, you know, getting acquainted, you know, they went to two different camps, they, they spent a, a day at kids camp, they did a, spent a day at uh, the youth camp. And uh, we went up and saw the headwaters of the St. Croix River Valley. So we did that one time. And so the, the, that first month, the second month, they told them is start to focus on where their heart is. And, and they both had a heart to be in uh, St. Paul and helping out with Vern. And, uh, and that was a huge help. They have been a, a huge blessing down there and, and continuing to move things forward there. And then the last month in August, my heart was for them to be, you know, doing something, being a part of the ministry, not, not just observing, but, but putting their hands to the plow. And they have absolutely done that. Uh, uh, Justin has been, uh, uh, helping out with the backpack giveaway and other things that are going on down there. And I'm actually going to have him share. He has an announcement about that and uh, some testimonies of about that. And Brian has been helping Pastor John and Julie with a lot of the stuff that they've needed to pull together at the last minute for the, the Impact Church uh, st start. And he would have been there today, but I asked him to please be with us so we could pray and, and just send them off right. So the, he's been uh, very involved uh, with them over in, at Impact. And so they have been a blessing. I mean, it's been so good having them here, and and uh, it, it's it's hard to let them go. But uh, you know that I, I know we we have a string on them now. So uh, you know, <laughs> it, 
And we'll, we'll be seeing them. We'll see, we'll see them again. Amen? Amen. So let's pray and then uh, just bless these guys. Amen? Father, we do. We thank you for, for Justin and for Brian. We thank you for their lives, their ministries, the call of God on their lives. Thank you, Lord, that they were able to be here with us this summer. It is such a blessing. And Father, I couldn't have asked for two better interns to begin this, this program, to begin this, this opportunity of helping young ministers get a, get a first two, first step or two or four. Father, thank you for them. Thank you for their lives. Well, Lord, we bless them right now. Father, everywhere they go, everything that they do. Father, as they go back to Karis for their third year uh, classes, Father, I thank you that they will go back with the knowledge that they would have never known before, with experience that they would have not been and a part of or, or seen before, and a love, Father, that they're going back with love. Just like our students that we just prayed for going to college, these guys are not going back alone. Father, we're standing with them. We're, we're praying for them. We're gonna, we're, we want to see them succeed in everything they put their hands to, whether in ministry or in life. Father, we want to bless them right now. And Lord, we do send them back with joy, with peace, with love, and a blessing upon their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so uh, I encourage you after the service to hug those guys at least six times uh, and, and, the, and all the other students that are heading out. It's going to be awesome. And so uh, I, wanted to, I don't want to take up any of his thunder because I'll, I'll just fill in the blanks that if uh, Justin misses anything. But he has a special announcement about St. Paul and some testimonies. So uh, Justin, why don't you come up? I already put the microphone away. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to have you share what's going on and what uh, God's been doing and, and going to do. Well, hey, everyone. After that, I feel a little emotional, but let's get back to business, but fun business. So right now, as you guys know, we're doing the backpack giveaway down in St. Paul. We're getting about about 50 backpacks yesterday. You know, the community is starting to trickle in right now, and we still need help with that. We're going to be doing the next two weekends from 10 to 2, if anyone wants to volunteer for that. Or if you guys still want to continue to donate, maybe backpack school supplies or just donate here and put a little memo on there saying it's for the backpack drive. And we're just seeing people come in, and we're seeing backpacks and school supplies comes in. And Nathan had a vision that the backpacks were still going to multiply. And now that it was our first official day yesterday, I believe it's going to begin to multiply and increase each and every day that we open up. On top of that, so when I got down here, you know, I had to find myself a barber, you know, because you're new in town and you need someone to cut your hair. And so I've been going to this barber, you know, and he's like, what are you doing down here in St. Paul? And I just started telling him, oh, I came down here to internship. I told him my heart for God. And this guy, he's been looking for something. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to the Muslims, but I believe in God, like all this stuff. So I'm like, well, I'm just talking about God, not condemning him for what he believes in, but I'm just sharing my faith. And then not this past time I got a haircut, but maybe the, the, the last three weeks before I got a haircut, he's like, so how's everything been in your internship? And then I told him about the backpack drive. And he's like, oh, man, I want to be a part of that. What can I do for that? And so then he just decided to offer to do haircuts for the kids going back to school. So this is actually, I'll kind of explain. I took a little note from Pastor John. You know, usually I would like, just like, yeah, yeah, sure, and then not follow up. But I just felt the urge, like, man, follow up with this guy. And so then I was like, all right, do you want to go to dinner so we could talk about it? And I got that from Pastor John, you know, <laughs> learning leadership skills like that. <laughs> but, you know, it's like little things like that I've learned, and they may seem minuscule, but they're not, you know. So I was able to go to dinner, and he brought his partner. So they're going to bring four guys in. And they're going to be on the 28th, they're going to be cutting hair, about 32 haircuts, which, man, I forgot about how much money it was. Pastor Nathan did the calculations for that. But on top of that, so Pastor Nathan was sharing with the arcade laundromat, which is next door to the St. Paul Church. He was sharing them of all the doors that were opening up with the barbers and all the school supplies coming in and the backpacks. And that stirred something up in the, the laundromat owner. He wanted to begin to give. So this Monday, he's going to go ahead and turn on his washers and dryers for free from 12 to 5. 
And so we need about 15 to 20 volunteers to help us out with that because he wants us to serve them, help them bring their laundry and help carry their laundry to the car. But he also said we can be ministering to them as they do their laundry. And so this is a perfect opportunity for outreach. Maybe you don't feel comfortable going out in the streets and approaching strangers. While these people are coming in, they're going to be coming in to do their laundry. And, you know, I'll even give you just a little hint here. Be like, man, just like you're washing your clothes, Jesus wants to wash your heart like that, you know, and start off with that. But, you know, this is a perfect, it's easy, you know, if you, were, if you have a heart but you don't know where to start, start where they're coming to you. And so we need about 15 to 20 people, and I encourage you guys to come help out with that because, man, it's like a door after a door after a door is opening. Um, St. Paul is called River Valley Fellowship and Ministries Church and Resource Center. And look, even God's already starting to open up the resources from through the community, even through unbelievers. And so see what God's already doing. And I just encourage you to be a part of that. And I believe <laughs> that is everything I have to share. Hopefully I didn't miss anything. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, I think that is everything that we wanted to talk about. Now, if I forget, I'm going to turn it over to Linda, and she is going, I keep putting the microphone away. Um, oh, I remember, as, as Linda's coming up, here's the deal. We want to uh, receive an offering for our interns, but it's really hard to do it through the, the church on such short notice and everything else. Just give them the, 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 the handshake, you know, the, the, the holy handshake. Be a blessing to them. As the Lord leads you, just uh, to, as you're saying goodbye today, be a blessing to these guys if it's in your heart to do so. You can also shake their hand with nothing in it. It's really okay. But I uh, just want to give you that opportunity and encourage you to, bl to bless them as they're heading out. Wow. That's going to go with my offering teaching today, Pastor John. All right. See, God always knows what he's doing, doesn't he? I'd like you to turn in the scriptures with me to the book of Romans. I'll give you a second to get there. I'm in chapter 12, and uh, verse 8. In my class, we're teaching 12 verses 1 and 2. But this one's all the way down to 8. So... And I'm only taking a part of this because this portion of Scripture is talking about the gifts, about gifts that are in the body. They aren't just the gifts that are spoken of in 1 Corinthians. There's some other gifts kind of floating around through in other parts of the Bible. In verse 8, it says in the middle there, He that gives, let him do it with simplicity. Okay? Now, I was checking it out. I like the King James. So, um, but the Amplified says it this way. He who contributes, let him do it in simplicity and liberality. I think liberality is what the St. Paul Church needs for all of the things that are coming up with them. I think liberality is what we need in the body. Because God has a lot of things he wants to do. This particular portion of scripture is talking about spiritual gifts. So you mean giving is a spiritual gift? Amazing? Okay. So does that mean that if I don't have the gift, I don't have to give? What do you think? Can you honor God with your money without giving? Or is everything you have a way of giving praise to God? Hallelujah. Be sure that your giving is done with love as your motivation, because that is where the power really lies in giving. Right? Can we do anything without love? I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff already this morning. All of it involved love, unity, everything. All of what we do is to show the world and others that we love them and that God loves them. That's the power he has for them. Hallelujah. Pastor John told me one scripture, so that's where I cut it off, sir. Pray. Good. That I can do too. 
and then I will show you the places to give after I pray, okay? Hallelujah. Father, your word very clearly proclaims that you give bread to the eater, seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So, Father, wherever we're at today in our giving, whether we abase or abound, Father, we receive your gifts and we give them to you with a love that is deep in our heart for you. That we just surround you with that love and just comfort you, Father, like we would our very own child. You are so precious to us, Jesus. There is no one like you. We could never replace you. I think of the song that Jamie sang this morning. There isn't anybody else that can save us. You're the only one, God. And we are so grateful. If that were the only gift we'd get, it would have been good enough. But we have so much more, Lord. So very much more. And we thank and praise you for it. We just honor you with our gifts. We honor you with our love. And we ask that this week, God, you will show us how to abound in that love. That it won't be just a little dabble, do us? But it will be an abundance, an abundant harvest that you will give us wherever we're at, wherever we find ourselves. Because, Lord, you are rushing the valley with the good news that Jesus died for everyone. And Father, we are your ambassadors. We love you and we want to do the purpose. And Father, I ask that you will give an abundant crop to the St. Paul Church for those to be at the laundromat, that there will be souls won and lives saved and people delivered from darkness. Because I'm reminded of the song I was listening to this morning before I came to church, that we're not going to leave this place without being changed. That's what we need today, Father. We need a change that's deep down in our heart that changes us for now, but changes the world for eternity. And we just praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can give the way you usually give, boxes, stop in, show in, hand it to Pastor Greg directly. No, don't do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. All summer here, seems like all summer, I've been teaching a series of sermons on power. And we're going to finish that up today. We're going to wrap that up and... Be ready for the next, and then watch next week. I'll have to do another one on power, but we'll see. Actually, we have a special, special guest minister here next Sunday. Uh, Cindy Pearson is going to be here. She is a missionary, has been a missionary to China, and now to Singapore. She's actually going to be uh, starting a, or having, being the director of Karis Bible College in Singapore. And uh, she is a, uh, she's a relative of uh, Carrie Ham's. Uh, but I th I'm pretty sure everyone is a, is a relative of Carrie Ham. Uh, but uh, she'll be here ministering and just talking about what God is doing around the world. And, and you're going to be amazed. Amen? So that'll be next week. So for sure I won't be teaching anything on power. But we've been starting out each one of those sermons with this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And it says, And I, this is Paul writing to the Corinthians, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with a lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we've been talking about power all the different ways that, you know, that uh, m multiple ways how God uh, exhibits his power. And, and we've been talking about how to get there, how to be in that power, how to, how to operate in that power. And so with that, um, that power is important. 
But in reality, <clears throat> the verses in the middle, excuse me, <clears throat> are even more important. It says, I have decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. We can talk about power all day long. We can talk about power all year long. We can talk about the power. We should. We should be comfortable with understanding the concept of the power of God and how the power of God, how God wants to work through us with his power. We shouldn't be wondering, well, what, how come we've never, we haven't seen anything lately? How come we haven't seen any miracles? How come we haven't seen any of this? I, I used to hear that years ago. We're not hearing that anymore. Praise God. Because we're, we're experiencing the power. We're seeing the power. We're seeing people operating in the power. It's a good thing. Praise the Lord. But we can never lose sight of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We cannot lose sight. Of, that ha we have to come back to the beginning, the, the, the center, the, the most important part. Paul says, hey man, I, I've seen power. You know, and he goes on in, in Corinthians talking about visions that he's seen. Well, he's, he actually doesn't say that he saw them. He says, I know a man that one time saw, you know, was caught up into the third heaven and blah, 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 blah. Well, he was talking about himself. He says, I could brag. If you want me to brag, I'll brag. But bottom line, the most important thing is to know Jesus. To know him. And as, as we do what God's telling us to do in the valley, I mean, we're, we're planting churches. Praise God, St. Paul, is there. that outreach is going on as we speak. They're, they're, they're handing out backpacks as we speak. The church over in New Richmond is, has begun. Actually, they just ended. They ended six minutes ago. And uh, I've, been, I've been praying for them all morning, just saying, you know, God, keep blessed. Just bless them. They're, this first service is amazing. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. It's a celebration. And do, you know, uh, uh, Prescott, is they they're having their service right now, and, and St. Croix Falls is having their service. Stuff is happening all over the valley. Praise God, we had interns from a, from a major Bible college here this summer. That's awesome. That's exciting. We're having, we're having people sharing their faith. We're having uh, people teaching Wednesday night Bible class. There's stuff going on here all the time, and there's going to be more stuff going on. As more people come in and need to be trained up and, and then sent out again. We're going to get so busy, and we can get so busy, though, we lose focus about knowing Jesus. Now, I know you're not. I'm preaching to the choir. Everybody else, you know, I mean, if you're not here, you know, if, they're, if you're here this morning, you're, you're, you love Jesus. And the people that are on vacation, they're loving Jesus, they're watching online today. Anybody who's on vacation and still tunes into me right now, they, they have to love Jesus. But here's the deal. We need to be continually reminded it's about Him. And this morning, I just really felt led to talk about this because of our students going to college. Man, I remember going to college that first week, you know, and that first month and that first year, and, and how many stupid things I did in the first year after coming out of a Christian home. Why? Because I lost sight of Jesus. I thought there was something more. I thought there was something more, you know, more exciting than Jesus. I'm telling you, after being walking with him now since 1986, fully, I'm in, I'm totally in, whatever, you know, so that's 36 years living day after day, moment after moment, experiencing God and, and seeking Him. I have never been bored a moment of my life in 36 years. Literally, He is the most important person in the universe. And you'll never know too much about Jesus. It's about Him. And I just want to encourage you guys, I want to encourage all of us, that we need to know Him more. We can have all the power we want, and you will. If you know him, you'll have all the power you need. There, there, it'll always be there. But it's about, not about, he has decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Turn over to Philippians chapter 3. Here's another verse that we used throughout this power series. Philippians chapter 3. beginning with verse 7. It says, But whatever I gained, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth 
of knowing Christ Jesus. The most important thing that Paul, he says everything else, and he actually went through and listed his, his heritage, his, his upbringing, his teaching, his, his, his relationships, his, you know, his, how much knowledge he had in this position within, within, uh, the hierarchy of Jewish faith at the time. He's listing all those things and he goes, that's garbage compared to knowing Jesus, to knowing him. To knowing Him. See, that's the thing. You know, you can know about Jesus. It has nothing to do with knowing Him. I mean, and I've used this example before. You've heard this example before. You can know about a lot of things, but you don't know it. There's a difference. There is a, there is a, a, a personal knowledge, a personal relationship. Jesus Christ is not just a name from history that we should know about. The, the, the name of Jesus leads us to the person of Jesus who is endless. Endless. saw a quote this week, and I don't know, maybe somebody posted it, I don't know, and it was by uh, George Mueller. George Mueller says that he read the Bible hundreds of times through in his lifetime. And they said, if you had another, another period of time to live, what would you do? And he goes, I'd get to know Jesus even more. I mean, this man walked in power, trust me. This man worked by faith. He, he fed thousands of, of, of orphans and never asked for a penny, not once. The power of God was evident in his life. And that power was because he knew Jesus. And he knew who to receive from. Verse 8, Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. We sang that song this morning. Do you notice we sang a lot of songs about knowing Jesus this morning? Didn't, I didn't uh, compare notes with Jamie this morning, but here we are. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that, I, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. My favorite verse in the whole entire Bible. Now there's awesome, awesome verses everywhere. Read it all. But my favorite is John 17.1. Go to, go to John 17.1. I've just given you lots of verses talking about knowing Him, knowing Jesus. John chapter 17, verse 1. We're going to go through 3. It says, When Jesus had spoken these words, He lifted up His eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son, that the Son may glorify You. Since you have been given, or since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And then number three, this is my favorite verse, says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. That is eternal life. Eternal life isn't living forever. Amen. Eternal life is knowing Jesus. If you know Jesus, eternal life has already begun for you. Let me say that again. If you know Jesus, since you know Jesus, life, eternal life has already begun. Physical death is just a doorway. We sang that song. Just a doorway. It's just a step from this life into that life, into true life that is eternal. And how does that happen? By knowing Jesus. You don't, you don't start eternal life when you die. You start eternal life 
when you die to the flesh and you receive him as your Lord and Savior, that's the beginning of life. And then knowing him. I mean, like really knowing. Well, how, how can I really know Jesus? Somebody got a paper Bible. Somebody, quick. All I have is a computer and it looks stupid when I do this. Okay, that looks like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's white, dark. Give me a bit. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh, okay. Now, there you go. That's a Bible right there. Not like my little piece of, you know, I mean, I, I study everything out of here, folks. I mean, it's, it's okay to do electronic, but that. How do you know Jesus? Read this thing till it falls apart. Then get another one and read that one till it falls apart. Then when that one falls apart, pick up another one. I've got a couple of old Bibles that literally, if I, I don't touch them anymore, because if I pick it up, the cover falls off, papers fall out of it. That was all the years before computer stuff. Use this, just wear this thing. You know, and, and I'd open it up and it seemed like every page had something written on it. Exactly. Man, you find some old saints. Who's an old saint with a Bible that's just wore out? Somebody, somebody got, you got, who's got one? There you go. Yeah, right here. <sighs> Did you hear that? This was, his, this was his grandfather's. 1952. I mean, you just open this thing up and it's been used. There's stuff written in. You know you can write in a Bible? You know you can write in your Bible? Man, write in your Bible. Underline stuff. Under, write, in the, write in the margins. You know, this is what happened. Write the date down. Because you'll go back and go, wow. That's the one thing I've, I realized about my Bibles, the, the, the cloth or you know, these uh, paper ones that I've had, that when I go back and look in those old Bibles, I go, man, I knew more stuff back then than I know now. How did I, how did I forget that? That's amazing. And you see the date. You see important things that happened. You see, you see uh, struggles that you went through and how that verse touched your life. And it's in that that you get to know Him. So that the next time something comes up, you don't have problems believing by faith because you just you know him and you know he's coming through he's going to take care of this i don't have to worry about it you know and, and and now you think well wait a second i thought we were going to close up this whole sermon on power this is the power this is the power to know him and you know him you've got the power you've got the power <laughs> You know that was in your head, some of you. I've got the power. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. One last set of verses. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, beginning with verse 3. And by this we know that we have come to know him. How do you know when you know him? Well, the Bible tells you how to know that you know him. How do you know him? And, and here's the thing, I'm going to, you know, just I, because I got to keep it in the right context here. Just when you think you know him, start over again. Go deeper. There's more. But first John, John's writing, he says, uh, chapter 2, beginning with verse 3, and by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Oh, shoot. You mean, you know, don't think this way and don't do that. Don't eat this food and don't eat that food. No, it's not the commandments John's talking about. What's the commandment that, what's the commandment that John is talking about? Love. Love. Love one another. Because he spends the whole rest of the book and a couple more talking about love. You know, there's a story about John. John is the, 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 longest lasting apostle according to according to the tradition and to to history he lived into his 90s and it says that as an old man very old man in his 90s in a middle middle 90s he was sitting he the people would they would bring him into the to the square and he would teach and his sermon they said this was his sermon that he would preach over and over again. If you want to, you want to hear John's sermon that at the end of his life, after he knew everything, this is the sermon he taught. Love one another. Love one another. He'd just keep repeating it over and over and over. Love one another. Because if you love one another, 
it shows you love him. And the only way, I'm telling you, man, I've been in this church thing for a long time. The only way to love people is to know him. It's not easy loving you. I mean people. I mean people. (laughs) It's not easy loving. It's not. But if you know him, you can't help it. It just comes out of you. You'll love people. You'll love people so much you'll give up a Saturday and go hand out backpacks. You'll love people so much you'll, you'll go up to some of the meanest, ugliest looking people, and I'm not pointing at Ray, uh, 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 you, uh, whatever his name is, Wayne. <laughs> Old what's his name, you know, my favorite. Yeah. I'm not pointing at him because he's old and ugly, I'm just, but he knows. He knows people, don't you? You've seen people on the, on the road. I mean, some scary people, and you walk up and go, hey, man, how you doing? Talking about the love of Jesus. You love people so much that you're willing to step out of your comfort zone. God's taught me to love. He's taught me to love. How did he teach me to love? Because he first loved me. If he can love me, my goodness. And, you know, I, and I tried to keep, you know, bear grudges. You know, I, I, one of the first things God told me to do was to forgive people. Forgive people who had, who had truly hurt me. And I, that was so hard, man. I just, I told God I can't do it. But the way he helped me to get there was he loved me first. And because he forgave me and he loved me, it gave me a foundation to understand how I can literally love somebody that I used to hate. Love. I know that by this, we know that we have come to know him if we, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Verse 5, but whoever keeps his word in, in him truly love, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. And Jesus loved Jesus walked in love. He still walks in love. He loves us. He loves you. Verse 10, slide down to verse 10. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. If you want to walk perfect, if you want to walk in power, if you want to walk in power, if you want to walk in power, love. Love people. Love people. And if you can't, if you have trouble loving people, let God love you more. And how do you let God love you more? You get to know Him. You just immerse yourself in Him. We can do all the stuff we're going to do. Man, over the next 25 years, God, I don't know if I've shared this yet, but God told me last year, He says the next 25 years are going to be awesome. The next 20, I'm thinking, man, all the things that God has put in my heart and in our hearts, what God's going to do in this through this church and through this ministry and through people that we know, all the things, it pales to Jesus. It pales to knowing Him. That's where it starts. Once we've done that, once we know Him, we love, we walk in love with Him, and we get to know Him more, all the other stuff's going to follow. All these things. Talk about the kingdom constitution i'm not trying to steal any thunder here but he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness his love and all these things will be added on to you all the stuff will be added on amen amen that's power and that's power this morning i'm going to end a little bit earlier but not really uh jim uh, one of our lead elder has had it on his heart to pray for some folks. Um, and so we're going to, I'm going to turn this over to the elders and, and at, at, uh, at, uh, 11 o'clock, which is six minutes away from now, um, we're just going to dismiss and you can leave if you desire, but don't, don't leave right away. Jamie, if, could you, is it possible that you could play a little bit? And, uh, I'm going to turn this over to Jim and the, and the elders. And, and that's the thing, you know, we, we have the elders come up after every service, and we don't, it's not, it's not an afterthought. You know, the Bible says if there's any sick among you, have, call the elders, have them lay hands, and, and, and the, the, the prayer of faith will heal them. 
And, and it's a biblical process, and it's a biblical thing that we do. And so these folks are, are anointed. They know Jesus. And, I, you know, and we have them come up and pray. If you have anything you need to agreement with or, or if you're, if you're you know, dealing with sickness or whatever, it's, it, this is a biblical mandate. It's a biblical uh, a directive from the Holy Spirit to, to do this, to pray this way and to have these guys. So for these folks to be up here, this is important. This isn't, this isn't just, oh, by the way, we're going to have people praying. It's, it is a, an important part of the service. So I just want to just turn it over to Jim and uh, in five minutes just uh, release people that want to go and otherwise have everybody come up that wants for prayer and you take it from here, Jim. Well, praise the Lord. I think we're going to do things just a little bit different uh, with our prayer time. I'm going to ask anybody, uh, uh, Wayne and Patty, would you come over here, please? Uh, anybody who wants to recommit their life to Christ, wants a deeper walk, that sort of thing, I ask you to come up and Wayne and Patty will pray for you. We'll pray for you. You know, if there's something you want to repent of or confess, you know, Wayne and Patty will be here to pray for that type of, that type of uh, need. And then uh, if we're going to pray for healing in the middle row here, and so if uh, you guys would come up and uh, um, you guys want to come up. And we're going to have those who want to come up for healing. Now as elders, we're called to pray for you all the time. We're called to shepherd the flock. And part of shepherding the flock is praying for you all the time and seeing what God's will is for you. When I talk to people on the phone, I listen to the Holy Spirit and say, what is he saying about this? You know, what's he saying? What does he want to do in this person's life? You know, and I proceed with that, as all the elders do. And uh, Nathaniel and C, are you around? You want to come over here? But that's what we're called to do. It isn't like an elevated position. Elders are a position of servanthood. It's absolutely servanthood. You know, we want to be arms and feet of Jesus and shepherd the flock. So that's what we do. So anybody who wants to uh, get a deeper walk with the Lord, come up here. Anybody who wants healing. Now, I've asked my brother Greg to come up. He's been struggling with cancer for a long time. And I just heard in my spirit this week, this, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. We're going to believe God. We're going to believe God. We're, that's what we're going to do. You know, we go forward in faith. We go forward in faith, you know, and that's what we do. We persevere in faith. You know, we go towards healing. I learned that from Brad and Jean. We go towards healing. We don't, we go towards it. We keep going towards it. And that's what, if you've been prayed for 50 times, well, it's 51 today. Come on up. We're going to go towards healing. My doctors have told them they're waiting for me to die. They said, there's no hope for you, you know, but I'm going towards healing. I'm going by faith. I'm going by faith. That's where you go. You go by faith, you know, so that's where we go.